What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. I am so excited, as I always am, about this series because if you pay attention and walk with us through this series, your life is going to change. As a matter of fact, in 30 minutes, the next 30 minutes, your life is going to change. That's my, that's my promise to you if you pay attention. So I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church. Please hit the share button. Get this out to all your family and friends because your life is about to be changed. Your life is about to be changed. Wherever you are, stand up. We're going to pray together. Stand to your feet and we are going to pray, and which is what we're going to do today. We are going to practice and learn how to pray. You hear people all the time saying our thoughts and prayers are with you. I wonder how many of those people really know how to pray. I wonder how many of those people really pray. Hmm. So let's all stand up and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. I pray you challenge us, encourage us, teach us. And I pray and ask that something we learn in the next 30 minutes, we would practice for the rest of our life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Turn to, and, and on the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Turn to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. So. Um, one day there was this little kid in a field, had a little bubble thing. He blow bubbles. And he was blowing bubbles up into the sky and they were going up, going up, and he was watching them float up into the sky. And then one day, bubbles started coming back toward him. And he was tripping because where were these bubbles coming from? And so he blew some more bubbles. And more bubbles came down. And the more bubbles he blew up, the more bubbles came down. When you pray, it is a two-way conversation. It is not you saying something that you're going to convince some almighty God there to do what you want. It is a two-way conversation. Yes, God is everywhere, but we all look at heaven's up and hell's down. So we're going to metaphorically, God is up. He's higher. Yehovah El Yah means the Lord Most High. There's no one higher than him, not only physically, but in authority. But when you pray, your prayers go up to God and his response always comes back. And it makes no sense. And I would encourage you to always expect some response back. It can be yes, no, wait, wrong prayer. Let's reword that. Let's work that out. Um, you said that already, etc. But God is always going to respond. And by the way, some of his responses will be in his actions. In what he does, an opportunity, a door opens. And in my experience, most of his responses are his actions. Dear God, I need strength. And then you get a problem to help you build your strength. Dear God, I need wisdom. Then you get a situation you got to figure out. So those are answers to his prayers. You want more wisdom, he'll give you opportunities to grow in wisdom. And so if you want more love, he'll put irritating people in your life. Some of the irritating people in your life are answers to your prayers. Oh, because God is trying to teach you how to love people. So that's a whole nother story. But it's always a two-way conversation. So between this series, we want to help you pray better. At the end of the day, we want to help you pray better. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been in prayer meetings with grown adults. 
And we'll say, hey, look, let's all pray. And people say, I'm not good at praying out loud. I remember when, when, my, when um, you, and you see parents like this with kids all the time, they'll tell their kids, they'll ask the kid a question, do you want a ice cream or do you want this? And the kids start, well, and you, the parent will say, use your words. Use your words. Prayer is simply using your words in a very simple, simple way. So we're going to teach you a very simple way. And by the way, we are going to pray. We're going to actually show you how to do it. And then we're actually going to do it in this message. Okay, let's do some context. Context is Jesus in prayer. Jesus was all man. He was all God. Jesus prayed all the time. He told us to pray. Let's look at some verses. Jesus 1 told us to pray. John 14, 12 to 14. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And, and by the way, asking in his name doesn't mean, yo God, hook me up with three Mercedes in Jesus' name. Uh -huh. In Jesus' name means in, in accordance with his character and his purpose for your life. Whatever you ask in his name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, that I will do it. By the way, God is going to give you an answer prayers that glorify the Father, not you. John 14. Jesus prayed all night. How many of you have ever prayed all night? Now it came to pass, in those days he went to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. A lot of y'all say these little two-second prayers and expect the heavens to open. Jesus prayed all night. That's how he walked in power and authority. Um, Jesus prayed until the heavens were open. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And when he prayed, the heavens were open. I would love to have seen that. Okay. Jesus prayed while he was alone. When he sent the multitudes away, he was up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone. Jesus prayed long before daylight. How many of y'all get up long before daylight? The birds aren't chirping yet and you are praying. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place by himself and he prayed. Jesus prayed often. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Now as I'm reading these, I want you to be thinking about you. You're not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. We need more prayer more than him. Yet look at how he prayed. His prayer life was deep. Jesus prayed while in deep sorrow. This is probably the one time we at least complain to God more than any other times. I don't know if we'll call it prayer. Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, go sit over there while I pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed because he's getting ready to get arrested and be crucified. He said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to the point of death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little further, fell on his face and prayed, oh, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus prayed before miracles, Matthew 14, 19. He commanded the multitudes to sit on the ground. We just did this for our offering. He commanded the multitudes and he took five fish, two loaves, looked up to heaven, blessed and broke and gave the, the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. And 5,000 men and women and children, in addition, were fed because the five loaves and two fish were multiplied. Jesus prayed for the children. that The little children were brought to him that he might 
pray for them, put his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked him. But he said, disciples, get back, bring the kids to me. Jesus prayed and fasted. He said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This is after he cast out a demon out of, uh, demons out of a little demon-possessed boy. Uh, Jesus instructed us how to pray. This is where we're at. Matthew chapter 6. The disciple says, teach us how to pray. Now, I just read all these verses to you. Before we get into this, I want to tell you and encourage you and remind you what you just heard. Jesus prayed. He prayed. And he prayed. So pause. How was your prayer life? I don't know any person that wouldn't say it could be better. It is so hard to take time to pray. And it's not that it's the time. It's the mentality that I'm wasting time. That it's not, doesn't work. I need to be doing something. I'm chief. I get it. I, that's me. But it is so powerful to sit. And by the way, sometimes, well, we're going to see in a minute, part of your prayer is saying nothing. It is an act of acknowledging God is up there and you are submitting your life to God and you are acknowledging, even with your voice out loud, alta voz, a loud voice, God, I, uh, I worship you, I honor you, I thank you, I confess, whatever it is we're going to do in a minute. So what we're going to read is the disciples said, teach us how to pray. We're going to read the Lord's Prayer and then we're going to put a little structure to it and teach you a format that you can use to pray today. Today. And if, you, if you're watching online, you got your notes, you can go online and get the notes. These notes are in there, and here's the format. So let's read, let's read Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. It says, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Father, holy is your name. The first thing you should ever do when you pray. And we're going to go over this. I'm going to give you this format in a minute. But anytime you pray, the first thing you could do is thank God. No matter who you're praying for, no matter where you're praying at, no matter what you're praying for, close your eyes. Dear God, thank you. And you can thank him for everything under the sun. But as long as you thank God first, there's some structure. And we're going to go over this. I'm going to give you the structure. But here's, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. In other words, God, let me remind myself and remind everybody here that you are holy and I am not. I'm not praying down to you to tell you what to do. I'm praying up to you to say, thank you, I love you. Ah. Then it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive others. Forgive me, I'm a sinner. And do not lead me into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's all about you. Okay, it starts out with all about you and it ends it's all about you. So, I'm, I'm going to teach you this acrostic. It's one, two, three, four, five, six words. Two of them are the same that we're going to use as a structure for prayer. This is not the only way to pray. There's eight jillion ways. It just so happens to be the one that helps me. You don't have to use it, but it sure can help you put some structure to your prayer. So the first one, and the word is OSIPA, A-W-C-I-P-A, A-W-C-I-P-A. And now here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read these to you, and then we are going to pray. So wherever you're at, sit up, get in a comfortable position, because we're going to actually pray. 
And if you practice it and realize, wow, this isn't hard, then you can do it. A, adoration. Thank God for his goodness. Psalm 119, 164 says, seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Now, here's the thing. How good are you are thanking God for what he has done in your life? How good are you at thanking God for what he is doing in your life? What he was doing, what he has done in the past, what he is doing, and how good are you at thanking God or what he's going to do? Now, well, I don't know what he's going to do. I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to love you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to guide and direct you. He's going to uh, forgive you. He's going to bring people into your life to help you be like him. He's going to respond to your prayers. He's already set up circumstances for you to walk into to be a blessing to somebody else. That's already in the path, in the, in the future. It's already set up. Okay? He's going to keep his promises to you in the past. He's never going to break a promise. So, so, so what is God, what can you thank God for in the past? What can you thank God in the present And what can you thank God for in the future? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a minute, a minute praying to God. Now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I'm going to have you repeat after me. Just And and I want you to repeat after me. You can mumble it. You could shout it. But to have something come out of your mouth, do more than think it. Okay, have something be declared out of your mouth. So I'm going to have you in a minute, I'm going to have you thank God for some generic stuff that we all can thank God for. And then we're going to have 30 seconds and you are going to thank God on your own and you're going to pray just 30 seconds. You're going to pray on your own and thank God for something specific. Your grandmother, say her name. Your mother, say your name. Your, your job, say your name. The food that you bought last, yesterday, say it in the name of your store. The, the store you had, the money you had. And be very specific. Declare to God specificity. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. I'm going to thank God for stuff. I want you to repeat after me. And then I'm going to say, spend the next 30 seconds thanking God out loud. This is the key. Some of y'all are like, I don't know. Use your words like a little kid. You know, the Bible says that you must become like a little child if you're going to see the kingdom of God. God doesn't need your eloquence. He doesn't need no big words, no religious words. He just needs your heart. This is the key. There are people who play with, pray with big words and all that stuff, and they got no power because their heart's not in it. It's all in their head. Humbly come before God. And I'm going to model that when I lead you in this prayer and then I want you to pray out loud and we're gonna, all we're going to do, we're not going to ask for anything we're not going to ask for forgiveness, we're not going to pray for anybody else we're not going to ask for anything for ourselves we're just going to lift God up and thank him and praise him and adore him Okay, close your eyes, bow your head repeat after me out loud and then when I say pray on your own you've got 30 seconds to pray on your own eyes closed, heads bowed, ready? say dear God I thank you for what you have done in my life. I thank you for your faithfulness, for your love, 
forget me through my trials. I thank you for what you're doing right now, what you're teaching me right now. I thank you for the opportunity to pray right now. I thank you for reminding me you are with me right now through my trials. And I thank you for what you're going to do tomorrow and the next day. And I thank you that my eternal future is in your hand. I don't need to worry. I just need to trust. I thank you for your faithfulness. Now for the next 30 seconds, eyes closed, heads bowed. I want you out loud, not shouting, but just even mumbling where you're at, but with a voice that you can hear to thank God for anything in your life. 30 seconds, go. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for my new revelation of my life. Thank you for the purpose you've given me. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my health. Thank you for the challenges that you are using to strengthen me. Thank you for the wisdom that you give me to accomplish everything you've told in my life. Thank you so much for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Please, please tell me you did that. And if you did that, a lot of y'all are like, that wasn't hard. It's not hard. And if you can get really good at thanking God, imagine you driving home and you're, you had a 20, 30-minute drive and just spending the whole time telling God how good he is. Do you have any idea how good not only you're going to feel, but it's not about you feeling good, but when you're in the presence of God, you feel better? Because you're going to feel better because you're in the presence of God. And if you're in the presence of God, not only do you feel better, but you think more clearly. You have more purpose. You have more courage. You have more faithfulness. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So the first step, Thank God, adoration. Remember, all SIPA, A-W-C-P-A, that A is adoration. The next letter is wait. This is the hardest part of prayer. Sit still and listen. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Woo, be still. So what we're going to do is we're going to sit 30 seconds. And this is hard. Try not to think about anything. And listen to see what God says to you. Listen to see what God says to you. Be still. If you're sitting down, just relax right into your seat. 30 seconds. Listen. What does God say? Amen. You know what God told me? Tell you that he loves you. Here's why it's important. Don't stress on how well you pray in the eyes of other people. Just talk to them. Listen. This is advice from me. Doesn't necessarily have to do it. But if you could ever pray with a pen and paper, write down what you hear. Be amazed at what you forget. 
Write down what you feel, what you sense. God is here. Whew, that's a big deal. God is here. God loves me. God wants me to relax. God says, don't worry. So those are huge, huge. Because I'm going to tell you, the devil's talking, talking to you every day, driving you crazy. Okay. A-W-C. Or sip up. A-W-C. C is confess. Confess your sin. Admit to your sin. Ask for forgiveness. Psalm 139, 23 says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Know is to experience. See if there's any wicked way in me, which there is. And lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me not into temptation, but in the way of everlasting. Imagine if you're driving home, 20-minute drive. You know how cleansing it would be if you could tell God all your junk that you know about? The things you said that you shouldn't have said. The tone you used, you shouldn't have used. Thoughts you had, you shouldn't have had. The things you consumed that you shouldn't have consumed, whether it be in your mouth, whether it be through your eyes, whether it be through your ears. Just confess it. Cleanse it. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to cleanse it from you. So we're going to spend, uh, I'm going to lead you in a prayer of confession, and then I'm going to ask you 30 seconds, mumble really soft some stuff you want to confess. Because you don't want people to hear it necessarily. Okay, let's pray. Lord, repeat after me, by the way. Lord, forgive me, cleanse me of my sin. Forgive me for things I said that I shouldn't have said. And things I looked at that I shouldn't have looked at. The gossip I listened to that I shouldn't have listened to. Cleanse it from me. Purify my heart. Spend 30 seconds and ask God to forgive you for stuff. Admit the things you did that you shouldn't have done. Dear Lord, forgive me for all the things that I have thought. Things I have said and the way I've said it, I shouldn't have said. Forgive me for things that I was exposed to that I should have walked away from. Forgive me for procrastinating more than I should have. Forgive me for not being as decisive as I should have. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what did you do? You thanked God sat quietly before God. You confess God. Now we're halfway done. Let me say this. If you're sitting there not doing this, why are you in church? If you're sitting there not doing this, why are you in church? The whole reason we're here is to learn and grow. So take advantage of this time to practice. And as simple as we're doing it, that's it. That's it. Miracles can happen. Next week, I'm going to tell you about a miracle, a healing miracle that happened, actually happened today. But I'm going to tell you next week because next week we're going to pray for healing. And I'm going to pray for, you to, for healing for you as well. But I'm going to tell you about something that happened just today. And it was a prayer that was like three minutes, two minutes, just a simple God works. Okay, that's next week. Okay, now we got A-W-C. Ah, intercede for other people. Not only do we thank God, not only do we wait before God, not only do we confess our sin, now we are going to pray for other people. Now, we haven't prayed for ourselves yet. We come last. 
James 5.14 says, if anyone is sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of, the, of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now, so we're going to pray for other people. Now, pray for healing is one form of praying for other people. But we can pray for other people for wisdom, strength, courage, faithfulness, all kinds of stuff, courage. And so um, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for you, but I'm also going to lead you in a prayer for praying for someone in your life. And then we're going to spend 30 seconds and you're going to pray for somebody. And by the way, when you pray for them, you can pray for them for anything. Physical healing, spiritual healing, relational healing, encouragement, courage, uh, opportunity, finances, get a new job, whatever, anything, anything that they see God, that they believe in God, all kind of stuff. Okay, so we're going to pray for other people. I'm going to lead you in a prayer for other people. I want you to repeat after me, say it after me out loud, and then I'm going to lead you 30 seconds, and I want you to be thinking about who you're going to pray for. Okay, and it could be anything. Here's what's happening. As you're praying for them, your heart's speaking to God by faith, and God's going to reciprocate and answer somehow. Okay, it's communication, two-way communication. You're always listening while you're praying. And by the way, you can walk around the street saying this stuff and listening to God. That's praying. It's praying. And if you say it out loud, it's better than thinking, just thinking in your head. Okay, so I'm going to pray for other people. So bow your head, close your eyes, repeat after me, and then I'm going to give you 30 seconds to pray for other people who are in your life because I don't know your people. Okay, let's pray. Repeat after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for my family. Even though there's drama, I thank you that I can surrender that drama to you. I thank you that I can ask on their behalf. So I ask you to bless my family. Bless them with a hunger and a thirst to know you. Bless them with a desire to know you. Bless them with a desire to obey you. Heal the sickness in my family. Spend 30 seconds. Pray out loud for somebody or a group of people in your life. Dear Lord, I pray for San Diego. I pray that you continue to open doors so we can bless San Diego with your word. I pray you bless your ability to represent the gospel to this city. I pray you bless Prepare their hearts for the gospel. Prepare their hearts for what they're going to do. You're awesome, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what do we do? We thank God, A. We waited, W. We confessed, C. We interceded, I. And now we're going to petition for ourselves. All SIPA is the acronym. Okay? First Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the Lord and said, oh, that you would... Bless me. Enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. And God granted him what he requested. Here's the deal. Because you thanked God first, you put God up and you, and you held yourself here. You waited on God. You confessed your sin, which humbled you to realize I'm not perfect. And then you pray for other people, realizing other people got bigger problems than you. And look what happened. You became more and more humble, more and more realistic about 
where you're not, which is on the throne of God. And when you realize all those things, now you can ask for what you need. And most often, once you do all those things first, you realize, I don't really have a whole lot of needs. I'm pretty good. Doesn't mean you can't ask. But your perspective is in line. So now we're going to pray for ourselves. So I'm going to pray, give you words to say to pray for yourself. And then you're going to spend 30 seconds praying for yourself. Now, some of y'all are like, man, I don't want an hour to pray for myself because I got stuff. I, want, I got needs. I want this. I want that. <laughs> Where's your heart at? Okay. You can do that. But listen to your heart because you, I, I would imagine by now you're like, I'm pretty blessed. Okay. Not that you don't have any needs, but I bet you have your request that you would have asked for a half hour ago or a lot less. So let's pray. I'm going to lead you in a prayer to pray for yourself. And then you are going to pray out loud for yourself, for anything. Okay. So let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you. You love me. I ask for more wisdom to make the right decisions. I ask for more of your love to be more loving. I ask for more of your patience to be more patient. Give me a hunger and thirst to be like Jesus. Spend 30 seconds and pray for yourself out loud. Dear Lord, I just want to be more obedient. I want to be more patient. I want to be more focused. I want to be more godly. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a leader. Amen. Amen. Okay. We've thanked God, adoration. We've waited on God. We've confessed sin. We've prayed for other people, intercede, and we've petitioned for ourselves. Again, hopefully you are doing this with us. And if you're sitting there like a bump on a log, not doing anything, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Last one. Adoration. We're going to end where we started. End where we started. We're going to thank God again. Why are we going to thank God? Because God is worthy of our praise seven times a day. Psalm 119, 164. Seven times a day, I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Seven times a day. That's just a metaphor. He means perfectly throughout the day, I am thanking you and praising you and honoring you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to praise, thank God again. You're going to repeat after me and then you're going to thank God on your own. Now, one of the things you can thank God on your own for is what you just experienced, what you just learned, what you just heard. That's how it works. That's how it works. Okay? In the moment, you're driving down and the peace of God just comes over you. Thank you, God, for reminding me you're here with me. That's it. That's it. So let's pray. I'm going to pray and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to pray on your own. And you're good. Lord, thank you. Repeat after me, please. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the talent you've given me. Thank you for the opportunities to use those talents. Thank you for the people in my life that I can bless. Thank you for being consistent in my life. 30 seconds. Thank God for whatever you want. Thank you. Jesus' name, amen. Now, I tell you, doing sermons on prayer are probably the easiest 
to me, especially when we pray, because when you enter into the presence of God, he does all the heavy lifting. And my prayer is that you are blessed right now. Now, if you did what we just did, I got to believe God has spoken to you. Even if you just say, well, I didn't hear anything, but I just feel better. He's spoken to you. He communicated to you. The bubble is communication. It's not just words. It's his presence. It's his love. It's his assurance. But a lot of communication, even that we have with ourselves, are not in words. It's just, uh, you know, our, our limbic system. It's a whole complicated thing, how, how we communicate. But it's, our, our brain can even communicate to us nonverbal. More than 70% of your communication is nonverbal anyway. We get messages and God does the same thing to us. So my, here's, my, here's my encouragement to you. Write down what it is. What did that bubble that came down say to you? How did it make you feel? What assurances did it give you? Write that down and say, that's what I got out of this. You can do that on your own every single day. Next week, we're going to continue and we're going to talk about big bubbles. We're going to pray specifically for big stuff. And like I said, I'm going to tell you a healing story. Whew. It happened today, but I'm going to tell you next week. Okay? It happened today, but I'm going to tell you next week because it has to do with healing. And that's my, one of my topics for next week. So I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm going to pray that God would bless you and give you a hunger and thirst to say, I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. And that you would take that next step to be a disciple. Not just someone who comes to church and definitely not someone who comes to church and sits there and watches me. But you participate. You're involved. You're engaged. So right now, bow your heads and pray and I'm going to pray for you. And watch the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to thank God and then I'm going to pray for you. You don't have to do all these, by the way, all the time. It's just a model. But what I would tell you to do all the time is thank God first. Okay, you always want to establish God first. Okay, so I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to pray that you would say, I want to be a disciple and that you would take the next step to be a disciple. Lord, I thank you for everybody watching, everyone all over the world watching, wherever they are. I pray that you would give them a desire to pray. I pray you would give them a desire to, to be a disciple and take their next step to be a difference-making disciple. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your patience, su paciencia en nuestras vidas. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. See you next week. We're going to talk about big bubbles.